Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and I'm joined today by my co-host and handsome husband, Dewey. Hi, Dewey. Hello, my beautiful wife, and hello to all of those cat fans out there in the big cat world. (laughs) Today, I want to say that we are going to be talking about something very interesting, and it always is interesting with Molly. And what I'd like for her to talk about today are ways to bond with your cat. So, the way I would typically bond with someone is I would personally go on some sort of adventure with them, such as going fishing, hiking, or maybe taking them out to drink or maybe a meal, and talk over with them some of the commonalities that we would have together and create some sort of bond between us. So I'm assuming that's exactly what you're going to talk about, how we can take our cat on adventures and become bonded with them, right? (laughs) Well, you know, Tabasco might want to go fishing with you, actually. He's pretty adventurous, but he's unusual. He's a better fisherman. Unusual, you know. You see those Facebook posts of that guy hiking in the in the forest with his cat in the backpack, and then his cat sitting on top of the backpack, and they're going on these hiking adventures. I mean, there are few and far between cats out there in the world that like those those types of things, and you should start them out young when when you do stuff like that. But um, I don't I don't think restaurants would appreciate taking them out for for a drink, but. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe no. Yeah, we're sitting. What? We're gonna sit there and order, and I'll order fish for him and steak for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta remember, cats are a different species, and they have different needs than we do. Well, all right, because we're here to share resources to care for your cat in ways that are more natural in their species. So. I imagine the fastest way to bond with a cat is to feed them, right? Yes, that is that is true. Whenever I have behavior cases, I always tell people, you know, sometimes they'll say, well, the cat really bonded with me and we really got this cat so it could be my husband's cat, but the cat doesn't bond with my husband. I was like, well, does the husband feed it? No. Well, there you go. So, yes, because cats are very, very food motivated. You know, when we train cats that's a real important thing because when you train dogs dogs have evolved with the social hierarchy so there's like you know the pack dog who's usually the person who owns them and then dogs and other people and everybody in the family has a has a ranking in the dog's mind and the dog wants to please everybody on the rank above them so a dog will do something for you because it wants to make you happy, because that's socially in their nature. Well, that is absolutely not in a cat's social nature. So when we train a cat, we have to use what we call a high-value treat in order to get them to do what we want them to do repeatedly. 
because they won't do it just because they want us to be happy. So they're very food motivated. So yes, you know, feeding them is a great way to bond with them. And, you know, you got to remember too that, you know, we're keeping these cats indoors with no ability to hunt for themselves. And that hunting is, is doing what's natural to their species. So really the person who is feeding them becomes the one that provides for them and the one that they come to depend upon. So I would also think that showing them affection, showing them attention and affection, like picking them up or playing with them might be a bonding component. Is that right? (laughs) Well, if it's a kitten, picking them up often can get them used to being picked up as an adult cat. But a lot of cats don't like to be picked up, and that can really backfire on you. If you do pick up a cat, be sure to pick it up correctly. A lot of people will pick up a cat and, you know, kind of hold it around its chest and then let the back legs dangle. And that always makes a cat feel like it's falling, and it will tend to to claw to try to hold on to something. So be sure you're scooping up their rear end and supporting their hind legs and tail. But it's better to respect a cat's space and their physical comfort preferences. Like I said, not all cats like to be picked up. You know, pay real close attention to your cat's body language. If you go to pick it up and it starts to, its tail goes down and it and it kind of lowers and pulls away from you, that means it's anticipating, oh, God, she's going to pick me up again. I don't like to be picked up. It makes me scary. So watch the body language and learn what your cat likes and doesn't like. If it doesn't like something, simply don't do it. <laughs> Well, what about hanging out with your cat, like on the couch watching a football game, like we do with Tabasco sometimes, hanging out on the couch? Yeah, that's that's, bonding. It's good. And that is good as long as you don't go pick them up and take them to the couch and, you know, mush them down in a pillow and go sit with me. You got to let them come to you just like Tabasco does, you know, I'm always running around. And so if I'm sitting at my desk at my computer, there's a cat bed on the desk next to me and Tabasco will typically crawl in it and curl up and be with me. And he likes that. If I sit on the couch, well, he'll jump up on the couch right next to me and curl up next to me. It's not a lap cat. and won't jump in into my cat, into my lap, but he loves it when we sit still and it's a very good bonding time. So what about sleeping? Um, You know, cats often will get up and sleep on the bed. So doesn't that create some bonding time? I mean, even though you're sleeping. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're not having that small talk conversation, you know, like, hey, buddy, what did you do last night? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or feeding. Yeah. Here's your meal. You know, some people don't like their cats on their beds. I I had a person tell me, you know, I'm not letting my cat in my bedroom or on my bed. They walk in their poop, you know. And it was like, I'm not letting them in my bed. It's like, whatever. But, um, yes, you know, obviously when a cat is comfortable and curled up next to you, there's exchange of energy and bonding that's happening. And the bed is an important spot for a cat because it smells like you and they want to be in places that smell the most like you. So I mentioned this a minute ago, but playing with them seems like an <clears throat> obvious thing that would create bonds, right? So just not not only affection, but also 
playing, specifically playing with them, should bond with you, right? That is one of the most important things you can do that will make you bond with your cat because you're making it feel good on so many levels. That playing, prey play, I call it, where you, you know, get a string or a, a cat toy, you know, a little mouse on the end of a string or a wand or the feathers on the end of a wand, and you move it like prey. And the best thing they love is when you make it go around a corner or, or furniture or something and you make it disappear. And they love it because you're letting them do a behavior that comes natural to them that they can't do on their own. You know, if you leave toys just scattered around on the floor every now and then, they might get a little burst of pent-up energy and attack one and kick it, especially if it has catnip in it or something, and and they'll play with it, but they'll play a whole lot more and more vigorously if you are doing prey play because it, it, it mimics the hunting sequence. So what, what, they're, able, what they're able to do is... They, you know, they, they mimic a hunt. They stalk the little thing and then they chase it and they pounce on it and they bite it. And when they do that kill bite, it's real important because that releases a little boost of serotonin in their brain, which makes them feel good. Just like all the things that, you know, they've proven that humans do that actually are addictive. It's, it's related to a little serotonin boost because it makes us feel good. They like to do things that cause that. And the same thing with cats. So prey play is absolutely one of the most important things you can do for your cat and one of the most important ways to bond with a cat. It should be on the top of the list, actually. Well, interesting. <laughs> you know, prey play is, is, is really important for both. I think, uh, you know, people love to see their cats do what they do with the prey play, and cats love it uh, because it's, like you said, an addiction that they... Uh, it's a natural addiction. So what about Tabasco? When he's bringing us toys and meowing loud and drops them by your feet or by your door, or when he brings them, brings you gifts or fresh kills, is that bonding? <laughs> well, there's not a lot known about why cats bring us their little fresh kills. You know, especially people who have cats that are allowed in and out or people that have rodents in their house, all of a sudden the cat will bring you a mouse. And everybody refers to it as, look, he brought me a gift. And it's not really like that. They, they don't really know why they do it. But one of the big theories is that, you know, they mimic all the things that their, their parents did, of course. And the mom cats would leave the nest of kittens and go hunting and bring food back and drop it for the kittens and show the kittens, you know, this is how you hunt. And so I guess it could be interpreted as a gift in that mom brought them food. They're bringing you food. But a lot of people think that they're just trying to teach you how to hunt, too. So kind of like their mom was doing. But they don't really know why they do it. But if you think it's cute and you reward it, like, you know, oh, you reward it with pets or talking to them or you give them a little treat when they bring you a toy, then they're likely going to do more of it. And if you don't want it, you need to just ignore the behavior. Well, what about other things <laughs> that will make a cat feel comfortable with you? So one, an, another thing you could do is you get down on their level 
Um, I don't do that often because I'm of the age that getting back up to my level is difficult. <laughs> so I don't, I don't often get down on a cat's level. But, you know, we are big, scary, tall people to cats. And so when we get down on the floor, you know, and kind of lay your head down sideways so that you're on their level, they, they like it. Um, another thing that you can do is don't stare at your cat. They actually, you know, now Tabasco makes really intense eye contact. He'll sit there and just stare and stare and stare at you. But in a cat world, that direct stare is really a threat. It's a, it's a dominance behavior, body language. So, you know, cats will do it. If they're going to fight, they'll be staring at one another. And then, and then a fight breaks out. You know, that's a good point. <laughs> Uh, that brings up another thought. What about shy cats? Should you just let them hide or make make them come out and be social? Well, and you know, hiding it, hide is the answer to that. Let them hide. If you've got a shy cat that likes to hide, do that and provide you know hiding spots for them. Those become safe spots and safe zones for them. Um, just let them be who they are. So it's like with people, you know, if you've, if you've got a, an introvert friend, you're not going to make them be an extrovert by taking them out to a bar every night. That's just not going to work. You, you just need to let people be who they are and don't try to change them. So do cats feel bonding when you're petting them or brushing them? Um, yeah, when you, when you brush a cat, yes, grooming is a, is a great way to bond with your cat. It, uh, it's something they do to themselves when they're grooming themselves. You know, they're licking themselves and their tongues. If you look at their tongues under a microscope, they have these little tiny um, bristles like, like a brush. It mimics uh, brush bristles. And so they're, they're basically like brushing themselves with a little tiny Barbie brush on their tongues. <laughs> so it's something that they do that is comfortable to them. It brings comfort. They also do it to relax and calm themselves. It also makes them smell like themselves, which they value a lot. And what if you just sit and talk with your cat? yo buddy what's going on how's your day <laughs> like you would with someone you were trying to get to know better I mean, does that make it are you are you being bonding <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know you, a lot of people are hesitant to talk to species that don't talk back because they feel stupid but it really does you know i walk around the shelter talking to the cats all the time i'm sure those people think i'm absolutely insane but you know, you talk softly to them. You don't talk loud. Cats' ears are very, very sensitive. You know, and we talk in our little baby voice. So we go, oh, kitty, look how beautiful you are. You're so lovely. Don't worry. Someone's going to come adopt you soon. And we do that not because it's our cute little baby voice, but we actually, <laughs> we do it because. I like the one where it goes, yo, buddy, did you catch a fight last night? <laughs> <laughs> well, we use our cute little cat voice because that higher pitch is better for cats because it's it's in that frequently frequency range that cats prefer. It's more calming and and that cats hear better rather than lower ranges like, "Hey, buddy, let's go have a drink." 
<laughs> I think you do that better than I do. <laughs> what about so getting to know? Do you come here often? <laughs> yeah, but hey, hey. <laughs> Seen any cats around here lately? Are you just catting around? <laughs> so what about getting uh, your cat a buddy, you know, another cat? Will they bond with each other? Uh, sometimes they do. It depends a lot on the cat. Um, it depends a lot on the history of a cat. depends on what they were raised with um, or what they're used to. You know, last night we went over to our, our good friend's house for a big holiday party, and they used to have like seven cats. They, they've always had a lot of cats, and they allow their cats indoors, outdoors, and the cats will, you know, go out, and then they'll come back home for dinner. And um, Halo was one of those. They had Halo, Shiloh, and all these different O names. So Halo was the youngest one. And their daughter went off to college, and she took Halo with her and brought Halo back into town last night for the, for the holiday party. And she was driving, and she's at A&M, and we're in Dallas. So it's not like it was a long drive, but a three-hour drive. And she said, yeah, a cat does fine in the car. And the cat came back home and just immediately rolled back into the same routine with the other cats, went out, came back in. I'd be terrified if I'd had my cat, you know, in a new home for a few months and then brought it back and let it out. I would be afraid it would run away. But, you know, I keep my cats indoors all the time. Well, except for the cat runs, of course, catios. But I was amazed to watch this little kitten just, I mean, she's not really much of a kitten. She's a couple years old, but she just fell right back into the routine and will get in the car and, and go right back to, to where they came from. And then they were showing me pictures of another kitty that's living with them. And I said, well, whose kitty's that? And, and she said, oh, it's my roommate's cat. And I said, Halo gets along with that cat too. She said, oh yeah, they get along great. And that has a lot to do with when Halo came into this family as a kitten, there were a lot of other cats, and she learned how to just coexist with a lot of other cats, and they weren't a, a territory threat. Most cats, you know, see other cats as a, as a territory threat. So it's very important to, you know, ease into transitions with cats um, you know, when they when they meet new pets, that has to go very slowly and you know regimentally. There's there's I have I have instructions on the website. Always play it by air on caution and ease into that transition rather than you know just going out and getting a new buddy for your pet and and throwing it in their face. And you know if you're doing it because you aren't taking the time that you need to. To bond with your cat, that's a wrong reason to get another pet. You'll need to just adjust your schedule so that you can make time to bond with your cat because there's no guarantees that another cat is going to actually bring joy to your cat's life. So if you decide to do it, just go real slow. Yeah, so I guess bringing home a new pet could really upset the apple cart on a normal process because you know it's interesting you were talking about the cat from last night and they have another cat that comes in and is very regimented every time we're over there that cat comes in knows exactly what time feeding time is and comes and stands in the, in the kitchen just waiting for its food so i can <laughs> see where you bring something else in you might upset the whole process yeah, and and even you know, and 
the one thing, even if your cat likes other cats like like Halo, your their routine is going to be disruptive, and that's one of the things cats rely on the most. You know, the best way to bond with your cat is to create a schedule and a routine for them and stick to it. Feed them at the same time every day. Do pray play at the same time every day. Make your schedule as predictable as possible. You know, uncertainty is not good for a cat's psyche. They feel like, like you know, they can't rely on their resources. And, you know, making sure that those resources are happening meaning scooping the litter box, feeding, playing, all those things, if they happen on a routine and a schedule, it makes the cats feel safe. So what about when they roll around and expose their belly to you? Well, <laughs> that is, that does look like they're really loving you and they, they kind of tuck and roll and they ooge, ooge, ooge with their back back and forth and then they kind of tuck in those front paws and they roll over and they expose that fluffy belly but don't do it it's a trap most cats don't like to have their belly rubbed there are the occasional few but that primordial pouch area which is that little saggy skin part that (laughs) that hangs down on on cats that that actually protects their organs and fights and things that primordial pouch also known as a belly is not something you want to touch just look at them and talk to them and go, oh, aren't you cute? I love it when you do that. Take a picture, post it to Instagram, but, you know, don't, uh, don't fall for that. It does mean they're relaxed, but it's a trap. You know, you mentioned safe a minute ago. And speaking of safe, what about those times when your cat does something bad? Um. You mean like, like, like? How do you punish your children? Yeah, something like, like yeah. It, it, well, it has always been important to me to bond with my children, but when they did something bad, I had to be the parent. It was uncomfortable having to punish them. After some period of time, there was ways that uh, I would have to think of of doing something creative, and now there's. Now there are ways to let the cat know you are unhappy and their behavior and won't erode the bonding. What do you do? Well, um, there, there is, there, unlike, well, if you're a parent and your kid does something bad and you, and you punish them, they're grounded for a week. They have no phone, no electronic games for, you know, an hour or something. They think it's the end of the earth. But at, at some point, you know, they forgive you and you're no longer the bad guy and they go on. Not always with cats. You know, it, there isn't really any form of punishment that's not going to erode your bond with your cat. So, you know, I always say you can't tell a cat no. You have to tell a cat what you want it to do instead. So... You know, if you yell or you boop them on the nose or you spank them or you throw something at them or you squirt them with water or, you know, any number of things that that we do to try to let cats know we're unhappy with them, chase them around and yell them, you know, loud noises, things like that. They know where all that's coming from. They know it's coming from you. And when you do it, it's just you making them feel afraid. Because the cat's not going to feel remorse. It doesn't know it's done something wrong. When it 
you know, peas in your shoe, it's because it's either uncomfortable or you haven't provided a good litter box or the litter box isn't in the right place or any number of other things, or it may have a urinary tract infection. It's doing what's natural to it. Whatever the motivation behind what a cat does, it's natural to its species. It's not like it's out of retaliation. It, you know, so you yelling at it, it, there is no mental connection that, oh my gosh, I've done something wrong. (laughs) You know, they don't, they don't think that way. So there's nothing you can do to punish a cat that doesn't erode your bond with it. So no, no punishment. Don't do that. Is there anything else you could think of recommending to everyone listening, um, that you could do to help bond with your cat? Yeah, I would say um, clicker training. You know, it's right up there with prey playing. It's an interactive activity with your cat. It's fun to do. You can train it, you know, behaviors. We don't like to call them tricks, but they do kind of look like tricks, you know. You like Tabasco. We have a little bell at the front, and we ring it, and and he comes running up, and he knows that he's going to do his behaviors for whoever is at the door. So he'll sit, he'll sit up, he'll high five, he'll do a high high five, all that stuff. He'll give kisses. And he loves doing all that because he gets treats at the end. So it goes back to being food motivating, motivated. So yes, I'd say if you want to really bond with your cat, it's, it's mentally stimulating. It's great for your cat all the way around. And it, you know, it amazes your friends at dinner parties and stuff that your cat will come when called and you know, spin and sit up and all those things. They think they think those behaviors are reserved for dogs, but yeah, um, for sure, but, <laughs> cats do great. So yeah, clicker training is a is an awesome way to bond with your cat. So if we do all of this stuff that you've recommended, all of the stuff that we've talked about on the show today, how do you know when your cat has really bonded with you? Well, again, it's watch their body language. They'll tell you everything that you need to know. When your cat is laying there contentedly and it's kind of gazing at you and it's got real slow blinks, that means that it trusts you. That's a body language that they do between each other. If a cat doesn't trust another cat, it's going to be staring at it, eyes wide open, not blinking, watching for any signs of aggression or anything. When it trusts that cat, it's going to start to slow blink. So slow blinking, um, head butting, you know, when they come up and they butt you with their head, they're actually scenting you. And scenting you is something that um, is very important to a cat. They scent all the things that, that they love that are theirs. It makes them feel comfortable so when they headbutt you kneading which is when you know they extend their their claws and their feet and it's like call it making biscuits or kneading dough so when they're kneading it's something they do as tiny kittens when they're nursing and it it brings comfort to them they do it when they feel good and safe and relaxed so if the cat needs on you that's a good sign when they come to you you know um when they come running up with their tail straight up, when you when you come, that's a good sign they trust you and they love you. And then sometimes if they're staring at you, like Tabasco does us, he makes direct eye contact and just stares and stares and stares. And that's not a threatening stare. That's a, I love you. I'm watching for you to look at me and give me a sign that I can come over there or watching what you do because I'm so interested in what you do and I want to be a part of it. I want to help you. 
And when they follow you around, that's another sign that you've bonded with your cat. You know, Tabasco follows me everywhere. In fact, he's sitting right here next to me, helping today like he always does. He stays very close to me, and he'll follow me everywhere. Sometimes he gets just wore out trying to keep up with me. (laughs) He goes and finds a place to lay down. But um, when your cat wants to be with you, yeah, that's, that's mostly it. That's great. And you know, Tabasco does follow you around everywhere you go. And it's interesting, just like dogs, he comes to the door that he thinks or anticipates you coming in, whether that's the garage door or the front door. He's always going to one of those doors to meet you. That is that is a true bonding. And I hope everyone else gets the opportunity to bond with their cat. It is a rewarding relationship. And that's kind of your mission, Molly, right? Help yeah, people because, bond with their cat. Yeah, because not having a bond with an animal makes people feel like the animals are disposable. You know, when if the animal eventually does develop a behavior issue or gets old and maybe incontinent, it's a lot easier for someone to justify getting rid of them. You know, and there aren't easy ways to do that, which oftentimes results in them taking them to their local shelter. There's some great cat rescue groups out there, and that would be a great option. Um, They're hard to get into sometimes because they're full. You know, but even if you do find a wonderful, what they call no-kill rescue, cat rescue group, to to take a cat that that you no longer want, it's really even hard to say, Um, it, it still drastically reduces that cat's routine and home and and that cat does go into depression and it goes into a lot of anxiety because uh, her routines are totally upside down and um, even in the best of circumstances are rehoming to another home also really is hard on a cat and you know that's that's my mission because shelter euthanasia is still the number one cause of death in cats yeah and it's still this the sad part of life, and it still is your mission to keep that from happening. And uh, I'd like to say to all those out there uh, that are listening to this, if you've learned anything or something from Cat Talk Radio, consider sending us a tip or gratuity donation. You know, it does help to cover a lot of the costs and expenses in producing this podcast. We would appreciate it and send us a little bit of uh, insight as to what has happened and the situation that was created between you and your cat and how whatever it is you learn from one of these programs, how that helped the relationship. Because bonding is just another great way to get closer to your cat. And be sure to check out our Out Molly's Behavior Boutique at catbehaviorsolutions.org. While you're on the site, read the blogs. Very informative, great information, always. The cat, the uh, Behavior Boutique is a great place for finding products for people on anniversaries and birthdays and stuff. Everybody likes to give a little gift to their pet. Uh, go to the Behavior Boutique and uh, find something there and be sure and send that to a friend and also let them know where you got it. Um, and then find us on Facebook. And be sure and like our page because that's important as well. As everybody knows in today's social media world, everybody wants to have a like on their page. So please find ours and like the page. You can help keep us on air by making a tax-deductible donation. That's important, tax-deductible donation. And if you do it before 
the first of the year, you get to write it off for the 2019 year. And you can do that at Cat Behavior Solutions through the donate button on the website. And until our next next podcast, keep calm and her on. Her Thanks on. for listening. <laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll hopefully you'll tune back in soon. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.